This is Things You Might Not Have Heard. I am Jay Cleveland Payne, and I have for you the latest, yesterday's latest, in information, current events, politics, and pop culture. Your go-to submental source for both mainstream and unconventional news stories is right here. You may have missed some of these. Some of these are kind of so blatant, you can't miss them, but a little added context to everything coming in. And in the queue today, eight stories from the past day that you vetted as conversational. We'll explain that vetting process in a bit. And I curry it into this newscast here. Now, today it's a little added bonus because we're going to prep you for the weekend stuff, which is the peer stories that are the peer engagement stories. We'll explain it as well in the vetting process as well and some fun stuff in the afternoon. But we have the fun stuff that's normally every single day that happens at the end of the program. So stick around for the eight headlines and all the stuff you have to do, the sales stuff. We got to do some ads and things like that. Keep things going. Promotion of ourselves, if you will. <coughs> Visit our website, which is thisisaconversationproject.com for more information about the full offerings of the Conversation Project. You can email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com to let us know what we're doing well and not so well. And we appreciate all the comments we've had for all the new people who popped in at the beginning of the year. Today is Friday, January the 5th, 2024. Let's get into the headlines. No particular order that they're presented, just the order they turned into after we did the editing and the filling for the script. Now, starting off with our first story for this morning, it is this headline here. Pat McAfee apologizes after Aaron Rodgers accused Jimmy Kimmel of having Epstein connection on his show. Pat McAfee is getting a little extra heat along with heat he was getting before a while for Aaron Rodgers appearances on his show. Aaron Rodgers, while he began his, his time with Pat McAfee, I think well before he actually went to ESPN, but more, not so much coverage, but just more eyeballs knowing what's happening, uh, doing a lot of things that have been, he's been known to be anti-vax, known to say some things that are pretty controversial. We'll just leave it at that. And of course, drop the line that Jimmy Kimmel's going to be on the list of names in the Jeffrey Epstein list, which has so far been kind of a bust, which because while the things have been very, very graphic and very, very bad to hear, the people that have been outed so far are the people we already expected to be outed for doing graphic things that are hard to hear. McAfee had to actually do apology, formal apology, uh, for the comments that Aaron Rodgers said about Kimmel specifically. And this is coming up with some ideas that maybe, uh, Rodgers' time hanging out with Pat McAfee, especially since it's controversial because he's a paid person to show up on the show, uh, may be coming to an end fairly soon. We'll talk more about that towards the end of the actual program here. But right now, the big story here is McAfee apologizing. The first time he has to apologize for anything, he's done what he can to, to eliminate F-bombs and things like that and be sort of, ESPN friendly to a point, but sometimes the line gets crossed by the guests, and that's where you have to go for this one. Let's go to the sex story we have this morning for you this morning. It's a big one as well. Jonathan Major sits down for his first interview since Guilty Verdict. Now, he has not sat down yet, but it's set to air on ABC and will be done by Lindsey Davis um, after the conviction. The first time he's actually spoken publicly in an interview in something that's been shared with folks since the conviction and since being fired as Kang the Conqueror in the Marvel Cinematic Universe by Disney. We will see what he has to say about his condition, what's going forward, and how he's prepping himself for his time away uh, happening soon. Third story for this morning, Pornhub is blocking users in two more states over age verification rules. Now, finding porn on the Internet is not hard unless you're finding more or less commercial porn. Pornhub, which is maybe the closest thing we have to a generally paid and, and a company that trying to keep its people well taken care of and not exploiting people, is having issues because it's easy to target because they're doing a lot more to essentially follow the rules. 
New restrictions in Montana and North Carolina have added age restrictions on essentially the verification get on there. Uh, and it happened on January the 1st, which means you literally can't get onto these websites as of the first of this year. Uh, more states will probably join in on this as they do their best to curb porn on the internet, which is not a bad thing. The issue is, can you kill it? Which is the big issue. The answer to that question is no, it's not going to happen. And there are other sites that will get around these things that are in other places that you can skirt these laws here. The issue is, the problem is, when you're actually trying to follow the rules, sometimes those folks that are actually trying to follow the rules get beaten up the worst. If you are a fan of this stuff, then you can email me. We can conversate on this one on the back end. But Pornhub having more issues getting access, which is a good thing, but also a bad thing because if it's not there, then the places you go to in any in um in this place probably a lot worse. Let's go to this story. Very tragic story. Father son charged in connection with deaths of pregnant Texas teen and boyfriend. A father and son have been charged in connection with the deaths of four missing individuals in Oklahoma. The victims initially reported missing were discovered later in the river. The father and son duo faced multiple charges, including murder, desecration of human corpse, and conspiracy. The investigation into tragic deaths is ongoing with authorities. Uh, piecing together the circumstances led to this grim discovery. What we're seeing right now in the deeper details is um, wasn't something that was necessarily targeted, but looks like a... I, it was described in some article, a narcotics issue gone bad. We'll get more details on this one as it gets closer to trial. Love is Blind Season 5 participant files lawsuit alleging she was forced, that's a quote from her, to stay with abusive fiancé. She he said that he was abusive, she was forced to stay. Renee Poche, I'm going to say it that way because I didn't hear the name, I didn't watch the show. She was contested in Love is Blind Season 5 and filed a lawsuit against Netflix, who produced and distributed the show, alleging the production forced her to continue filming with her then-fiancé, Carter Wall, despite his abusive and erratic behavior. Poucher claims Wall was violent, addicted, and jobless, creating a a distressing environment for her during the show. Lawsuit contends that Netflix prioritized the show's success over her safety and well-being. Here's the, the, the rub, and I don't want to be flip about this, but this is just an example how the reality shows, especially the love reality shows, are literally all scripted. They literally have things going on and are pushing things together. In a show where two people are supposed to meet each other and then figure out where they fall in love, with the you know the big overarching theme being the shows about them falling in love and ratings are great if they go through whatever conflicts and have that happy ending, it's there. This isn't Love Connection where they go on random dates and they're chaperoned and have to explain it and most of the times they're lying about it. If you remember Love Connection, you remember how fun it was to watch people talk about their dates and realize that one person was exaggerating for the show to make it to, just to make it more interesting. Here we're seeing people literally being taped 24-7 more or less and being edited in and being cut up so they look interesting. And when things don't work out, instead of just breaking up and going away, because there's money involved from a show and production ver uh, standpoint, they've got to make it work. This is an issue that we probably should see more of, and we'll probably see more of them as more people are being more open about their experiences in these things. Britney Spears, her team is trying to get her excited about music again because she says she'll never return. There's some air quotes in, in, in that whole statement and title, but here it is. She has denied rumors... Um, that there's a there's a comeback in music 
She says the rumors of her coming back soon in music are false. Uh, despite the reports, she may never come back. She just isn't into it right now and may never get back into it. Her team, the people around her, are trying to get her back into excitement of stuff and probably dropping all sorts of rumors and innuendo saying she's working on things here or there. Mostly because in order to have a team, you've got to create some sort of revenue. And if she's not doing music, the revenue she's creating is extremely small. Her team is just a couple of uh, girlfriends kind of chatting back and forth as opposed to actual people working on her behalf. It is, um, the speculation has came up big because, uh, Will I Am essentially said something about a new song with Spears coming up. Maybe he's using some samples, whatever. Uh, but maybe that's not true. We'll find out whether any of this stuff will actually come to fruition. As Britney Spears says, she may never come back to music because she's just kind of not into it right now. And we're hearing a lot of that from a lot of people, a lot of musicians, musicians right now. We'll get back to that sort of topic again in a quick bit of a story in a moment. The story that's number seven this morning, Zendaya unfollows Tom Holland and everyone amidst social media reset. Zendaya is following a trend that's going on uh, that is essentially unfollowing everyone. Now, the HUD line makes it sound like it was something big, but it's especially, you know, people are just get dropping everything this year and re-following people as they need to. Tom Holland, her boyfriend from Spider-Man and a few things back, um, seems like it's a bit, a bit much, but she's literally starting fresh, fresh, starting from scratch with her social media and her attention. She's done. She's gonna, she probably re-followed Mac already, but essentially unfollowing everyone in her list and going forward to follow, befriend people back again to see what's going on. I'm sure he'll get back in there eventually because he's Tom Holland. He's Spider-Man. Okay. And finally, this is one, that video that's basically gone around the world. Uh, literally uh, five people in random situations asked me about this one yesterday. Defendant facing new charges after his attack on Nevada judge caught on video. Click on the link we have in our description and you'll see the link to the video. Uh, basically, it's a, it's a, you know, county court and it's recording the proceedings. So they have it there and a clip made it to however made it to the world where a judge, Mary K. Hotskins is about to sentence a man to uh, some serious uh, time. He's a repeat offender and she is, he is actually kind of pleading her not to throw the book at him. And she's going over this long list of things like, I really can't be lenient because you did all these things. And he's just going over a list of just terrible things he's done. And somewhere in, in the thing, he gets triggered. He snaps. He just leaps over the court bench and starts wailing on her. And then, you know, the, the, the bailiff has to finally get in there and try to pull him off. It starts wailing on him. Eventually they subdue him after a while. Obviously the first charges he was facing are now more serious because now he's attacked officers of the court. We shall see this one play out definitely further in court. Very quickly, as we are running past on time, in the apologies, errors, and omissions today, no apologies or errors that we know of to respond to. So email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com if we need to report on something for Monday to refix this one. But uh, a story that made it in, barely in, but it's in there. Uh, Paul getting to talk about uh, this, the artists, the musicians that are kind of, one, tired of playing, and two, uh, getting new life as people are understanding what they're talking about. Headline for the story we posted reads, Rage Against the Machine Calls Time on Playing Live Again. The rock band is saying they've officially disbanded. They're done. The band is no longer together. Brad Wilk, the drummer, says that. So um, they reunited for a tour 
that was canceled due to um, Zach De La Rocca's injury, so they couldn't go on tour. At this point, they're going their separate ways for music. Their their politics hasn't necessarily changed, but their their music taste and music work and the separate work has gone on. So all the members of Rage Against the Machine still love each other, but they are just no longer touring as Rage Against the Machine. If you want to hear their music live, maybe one of the, the groups will, will play some of it in their sets, but Rage Against the Machine no longer hitting the tour set as Rage Against the Machine. Our teaser story for the day is kind of a boring one. We actually had some other ones in there, and for some reason, in the the search and in, in the aggregators, it was aggregating old stories. And so literally stories from October that that really were not relevant. So we got to pull something last minute. This is one that may affect you pretty seriously, but may be a bit more on the boring side. Now, this is where we're explaining about the feeds and how we talk about the stories we had. The eight stories that we talked about in full and the one story we actually did more in full stuff in the omission part came from the top stories, top 15 stories of yesterday. From Tuesday through Friday in the mornings, we produced this show. We'll take the top 15 stories of the day. It's usually about 30 to 33 stories in that posting. And we take those top 15, we pull eight of them and turn them into the narrative that is the program. On Monday, coming up in you know three days from now, we're going to give you 10 stories in this broadcast. They'll be from the top 30 stories of the weekend, counting today, tomorrow, and Sunday, and a slight bit of Friday, uh, Monday into that mix. To get in here, you just engage in the stories, like the stories, love the stories, hate the stories, uh, do the little, little mean face, share the stories. The more engaged, the more touches that the story gets, the better chance we have of talking about it in the next instance. We'll also talk about in a moment how we do this for the, the weekend shows because it works that way as well. The headline, not exactly exciting, so I don't have high hopes for it. Google has started disabling third-party cookies in Chrome users. Google has started to the process is disabling third-party cookies in its Chrome browser for 1% of users as of January 4. That's yesterday, 2024. Change is part of Google's privacy sandbox initiative is aimed at enhanced user privacy on Internet. Full information for all users expected by completion by the third quarter of 2024. What's that mean? If you see this link, check out the story and go deeper in detail into this one. This will give you more safety online with more third-party cookies being unable to interact with you in your uh, browser windows. We'll see how it actually works out, and we'll see if you actually care by your engagement. Engage in the store by going to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash this is a conversation project, and twitter.com slash th underscore conversation, or x.com. And as you see our stories on Facebook and Twitter, every 50 minutes we post one, engage in a story, let us know if it's worthy. If it's in the top 30 for Monday, we'll see which ones make it to the 10 that will get into the show. This sponsor is definitely worthy. They are Zenny Optical. Zenny Optical is the best place to get your glasses from. And I'm saying that, yes, as they are a sponsor, but yes, as I am a customer because I've been getting Zenny Optical glasses for the last 10 years. Yes, I get the same frames, different lenses, uh, new technology. Now you see the shading in them if you're watching the video because I'm got, I learned that a little slight tint makes it easier to both see things out in the world and see things in with the studio lights on there. And it looks cool sometimes. But... This is a great place to get glasses for men, for women, for children, because they're inexpensive. Some lenses start as low as $6.95 still. You can still get lenses low as $6.95 and all the way up to luxury, beautiful looking lens, just like you get from the other place where you'll pay $100 just to send them back. Buy the lenses you want with the frames, or buy the frames you want to say, I should say frames, with the lenses you want, whether they're blue blocker type technology, whether they're transitions type technology, whether they are safety glasses, and just keep them because you like them, 
or send them back if you don't. If you don't like them, send them back. They'll send you all your money back. You don't have to put down a layaway for a holding on the glasses. It's not This isn't the library. This is your glasses. And you can get great details, great discounts, still having sales coming on, rolling into the beginning of the year. Check them out at our website affiliate link. This is conversationproject.com slash Zenny. This is conversationproject.com slash Zenny, Z-E-N-N-I for Zenny Optical. Zenny Optical is a, an affiliate link. So if you buy from them, we get a small commission. It costs you nothing extra. We just open the door for you to get in there and you get great eyes that you can wear on your face from Zenny Optical. Quick check in with us. We are the conversation project. We live online at this is a conversationproject.com. We want you to check out our website because it gives you more chances to see what we have going on. Less of me having to explain it, more of you to see it in full detail. We have uh, the the links for the feeds we talked about before. We have a sponsors page. We have a partnerships page. If you deem what we do fairly interesting and want to help us do more stuff, go to our partnerships page and contribute. We would appreciate any of it to do much more better stuff going forward. Uh, you can always email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. Let us know what we're doing better or worse and find the various forms that we are in online. We have this thing in video form in various places. We have this thing in audio form in various places. We have various video drops in all other places. We have this thing in just text forms and email text forms in various places. Sign, find out where we can be found, what can be found. And of course, stop by the website and check out the poll question daily. We're going to do this weekdays and see how this plays out going forward. So we can get more gauging of how you want to conversate on things by going to our website. This is a conversationproject.com. It is now time for the fun stuff. And the fun stuff happens every single weekday morning. And we always get the fun stuff with birthdays because birthdays are the funnest of the fun stuff. They just really are. The fun stuff this morning starts off with birthday wishes going out to Ted Lang, who is, of course, Isaac, your ship's bartender from the Love Boat. Isaac Ted Lang is 76 years old, which should make you feel a little ancient at this point, because, yes, I'm 50 and and remember the Love Boat being on when I was literally a kid. And so it's like childhood memories. And all these people from my childhood are getting kind of old. We're losing many of them, so they're becoming treasures as they are. But Ted Lang, to many people under 30, will have no idea who I'm talking about. Uh, go look it up. It's on YouTube. He's the bartender, and he's you know, as always there. It's weird how a big cruise ship like that only had like one bartender who was always at the bar, always working. But hey, Isaac had you covered for the love boat. Also, birthday wishes to Clancy Brown, who's 65. Love me some Clancy Brown and Bradley Cooper, 49 years old on the day. Today's history lesson goes to 19. Um, I got, uh, oh, I'm looking at the slide and realized I changed the date, but did not actually change the actual uh, wording there because reading the script. So if you're watching the the video, just listen to my words. Listen to the words. This makes more sense. Today's history lesson goes to 1914. 1914, where Ford Motor Company announced an eight hour workday with a minimum wage of five dollars a day. This was done by Ford Motor Company on its own. This was not a national thing. This was Ford was trying to bring people in to work on their semi-line. So they're going to work eight hours a day and pay you $5 a day as a minimum. People who had more tenure or had higher standings will get more than that. So the first time that Ford Company decided to put in some sort of eight-hour workday and minimum wage, leading up to a standard that worked for many of the companies until it became a, a standard from the nation, now the big fight is over what the actual minimum wage should be. Is it really worthy of whatever it is right now? And on this day, the 5th of January, uh, if you're watching the video, Spaghetti Day was yesterday, but eat spaghetti if you want to. We're celebrating today 
commemorating George Washington Carver Day. Today is a day to celebrate the great scientist, the great scholar, the great revolutionary, if you will. And on this day, we have a little blurb. I'm not going to read it now because I've realized the script is off, so I'm not going to read it now. But we put a link in our description to uh, a commentary that President Dwight Eisenhower gave out uh, back in 1957, uh, where he actually uh, spent some time commemorating George Washington Carver. Of course, it's sort of a joke that everything was about peanuts to George Washington Carver, but he was a um, an agriculturalist. He was a scientist. He did a whole bunch of things, and he found, you know, a hundred different things to do with peanuts, which, uh, you know, in, in are pretty important other than just eat them, make pies and then make peanut butter. Uh, he making oils out of them, using them for lubricants, using them to make, um, they're not taking not plastics, but textiles, things like that. Things you can use a uh, peanut for. Go, so look up George Washington cover, click the link that we have and listen and watch, uh, President Eisenhower go through the long list of things he gave and get to that one. We're going to work on getting all these slides and stuff. Uh, set today. Of course, because of that, we didn't actually get the actual poll slide in there, but the poll is updated for today. And if you go to our website, the date's right, but the poll's not there. Uh, for January 5th, we're asking the question, should Aaron Rodgers end his paid appearances on the Pat McAfee show? Simple yes, simple no. Uh, we, we will probably start at a line for comments going forward to see, go deeper in detail in this one. But right now, just yay or nay, should Aaron Rodgers still be paid to show up on Pat McAfee's show? Uh, the things he's saying, you may agree with them, but some people are saying they're just out of lines. And uh, very few people are in agreement that his drops on Jimmy Kimmel made any sense. So should he continue to do his stuff for Pat McAfee? We shall see. And you can tell us what you think on those as well. That's what we have for January the 5th, 2024. I am Jay Cleveland Payne. Thank you so much for being with us on the show. Go to our feeds on Facebook and Twitter and let us know what stories to talk about tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Now, tomorrow's kind of locked up. We have the stories in for this week, and we're going to produce and figure out the listing for the top 10 stories from Pure Engagement, your Pure Top 10 stories for the weekly wrap-up that will be produced and, and released tomorrow. Plus, one of those top 10 stories will get a bit of extended life as a longer commentary in the story of the week and we'll still put out our our hot takes on tiktok and youtube shorts throughout the weekend as things pop up so look for those as well come monday we're going to take the stories from today and saturday and sunday and we'll figure out what stories are in the 10 that will produce for that one your top stories your top 30 stories will give us that one so what stories will we be talking about come monday you'll tell us this weekend what stories we'll be talking about come tomorrow We'll find out when I get a chance to work on those listings. I got everything worked up except today's numbers added in there. So we'll see what Friday stories pop in there to move things out for the rest of the week. And we'll see you guys going forward. Stay hydrated, limber, and untasked for all the grand things you are here to do. Love you. Mean it. We can't do this without you. We'll see you in recorded versions tomorrow live again, 5.50 in the morning, come Monday morning for things you might not have heard. <laughs>